Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Once again, the Bays team is the best team, the Golden State Warriors. What is up, everyone? Another episode of Strength in Numbers. Brandon Cadiz here as the NBA has released their schedule for the upcoming 2022-2023 NBA season. And the Golden State Warriors will be featured 50% of the time nationally televised games. Also, Draymond Green and his blunt bar at the wedding, as well as Mark Cuban's comments on how Andrew Wiggins single-handedly defeated his Dallas Mavericks. All of that on this episode of Strength in Numbers. You heard it there in the intro, and the Golden State Warriors are having 50% of their games this season nationally televised, and we'll break down that number right here. 30 national televised games broadcasted on either ESPN, ABC, or TNT. In addition to that, Golden State also has 10 additional games on NBA TV, so 40 out of the 82 regular season games will be nationally televised. You know, not exactly 50%, but close enough to where we can say 50%, rounded round to a nice, even number. Also, some notable things on the Golden State Warriors schedule, and we'll break it down here. The Warriors are playing 14 back-to-backs throughout the regular season. We know how Steve Kerr and company like to rest the older players, Steph, Clay, Draymond, in the second game of those back-to-backs. Now, on the schedule release here, I love all of these tidbits. The Warriors are estimated to fly about 47,000 miles during the regular season. In addition to that, from December 13th to December 21st, the Warriors will play six games on the road. This will be followed by the longest homestand of the season at eight games, which will happen from December 25th to January 10th, so from December 13th to December 21st, six games on the road, and then from December 25th to January 10th, eight games at home at Chase Center, kind of reminiscent to how the Warriors, you know, there was that controversy to their hot start last season saying they had an easy schedule and played, I think, eight out of their 10 games of their, eight out of the 10 first games last season at Chase Center, so the Warriors that's going to be an opportunity to capitalize and really improve their way in the standing. So let's take a look at those opponents from December 25th all the way to January 10th. So starting at December 25th, we have the Christmas Day matchup, of course, John Moran and the Memphis Grizzlies. Then the Charlotte Hornets, Utah Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers. Then you have the Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, Orlando Magic, and closing it out on the 10th, the Phoenix Suns. Now let's take a look at the opponents on that six-game road trip from December 13th 
through the 21st. You'll have a back-to-back -back set here, starting off with Milwaukee, followed by the Pacers. You have a day off and play a Friday on the 16th, taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, then the Raptors, then the Knicks, and the Nets, back-to-back -back on the 20th and the 21st. So you're going to be able to see Kevin Durant there, Ben Simmons, if KD remains with the Brooklyn Nets. Before we dive further into the schedule, we have to talk about our sponsors who sponsor us every single week, and that is Bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl and of course the nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b-l-e-a-v-5-0 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts Diving back into the schedule, I am excited for the opening day, a ring ceremony, first game of the season, prime time, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers to open it up on the 18th of October. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook still potentially on the team. Visit the Warriors on ring night. Love to shove it to that team down there in SoCal. And LeBron James, of course, signing that two-year extension for about $50 million per year, upwards to earning $111 million for LeBron. Love to see that. Celebrating the fourth title for the Golden State Warriors, of course, we know the number, in eight seasons. The matchup I'm really looking forward to, though, is that Christmas Day against the Memphis Grizzlies. You'll have John Morant healthy. You know everything that happened during the Memphis series, the whoop that trick, the whole Gary Payton situation there and Dylan Brooks. Man, it's just going to be the rivalry all over again. And speaking of rivalries, January 24th to January 28th, the NBA has implemented a rivalry week, which will feature matchups like the Denver Nuggets taking on the Dallas Mavericks, as well as Lakers versus Celtics. And of course, the Warriors have been matched up with the 2019 NBA Finals opponent, the Toronto Raptors, Friday the 27th, a home game at Chase Center. And just when you thought you couldn't get enough of Memphis, exactly a month later after the Christmas Day game, January 25th, it's another home game against the Memphis Grizzlies. So that matchup, the NBA is going to continue to milk that. We remember the comments last season, the Warriors saying that they still have the experience. Memphis saying that we're just in there. We're going to be the new team to look out for. All of the smack talk in the back and forth. And already players were exchanging tweets there. We saw John Morant with the eyes emoji when the matchup was announced for the Christmas Day game against the Memphis Grizzlies. 
something I've also noticed. The Sacramento Kings and the Warriors square off three times in the span of four weeks. So the Warriors really need to take advantage of that. Speaking of taking advantage of that eight-game homestand, as I mentioned before, Warriors, if they can at least go six and two, maybe even five and three, really improve their way to the standings. But the crucial road trip, that six-game span, is very is going to be very difficult. You have Giannis and the Bucks there. Always an intriguing matchup. We remember last season when the Warriors got smoked in Milwaukee by 40 points or so was the largest margin that the Bucks had. Indiana Pacers, definitely a winnable game. You then go to Philadelphia, Joel Embiid there, and the potential of James Harden. And then the Toronto Raptors, you go back to the 2019 Finals, a winnable game there. The Knicks and the Nets back-to-back. New York, Brooklyn, and again, like I said earlier, Kevin Durant, is he still going to be on the team? Is he not going to be traded? Well, it all depends. The Warriors could potentially see Kevin Durant as a member of the Boston Celtics. Of course, the front runners for landing him for the first time since the NBA Finals. That matchup will be on December 10th at Chase Center. So the return of Kevin Durant, with fans and him actually playing at Chase Center. Is that going to be on December 10th as a Boston Celtic? Or are fans going going to have to wait when Brooklyn visits Golden State for the first time in the season of the 2022-2023 season, January 22nd? These are games that stand out to me. Of course, there's a lot to dive into and analyze and dissect into the Warriors schedule. If you have something that you've noticed or games you're looking forward to for the schedule release for this season, make sure to tweet at us at dubs underscore strength or personally tweet at me, B-C-A-D-I-Z-0, that's B-C-A-D-I-Z-0, my personal Twitter, and give me your thoughts on the games you're looking most forward to for the Warriors schedule. One last thing to note, January 13th, the Warriors will play the Spurs at the Alamo Dome. Spurs are trying to have a capacity crowd of 65,000, trying to break the regular season attendance record. That was tweeted out by Anthony Slater when the schedule first came out. I am tempted to try to make it out to that game actually in Texas. So we'll see if that'll happen. Um, going back into their history, the Spurs record was 62,046 at the Alamo Dome. They're returning, of course, for their 50th anniversary as a franchise, returning to the former site that they used to play in. So that's going to be a historical matchup there in terms of the Spurs and their celebration. Also, just attracting a lot of fans there with the defending champions taking on a predecessor or someone they compare Steve Kerr to in Greg Popovich. That's also going to be a great coaching matchup as it always is whenever the two square off against each other. And that is enough schedule talk. We'll get into a little lighthearted, funny thing that happened with Draymond Green, of course, and his now wife, Hazel Green, and Draymond as party favors had a blunt rolling station. It was all over social media, some hand-rolled marijuana cigars. It was just the weed was poured out. There was 
ones that are already rolled there. You could also roll your own blunt if you wanted more. And it, was, it just looked like a great time. LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson, Juan Toscano Anderson was there at the party, just to name a few notables. Of course, Clutch Agent there. Everyone was there from the Clutch side. And just Draymond being friends with LeBron James and the Clutch people. It looked like a great time for Draymond, who, of course, is in talks or wanted a contract extension, as we reported a couple episodes ago. Enjoy the offseason, Draymond. It was a fun one. Congrats to you and your wife, Hazel. We'll see what is up for you as the NBA season. A quick turnaround for Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and the Big Four. Also, speaking about Steph Curry, some notable NBA players was at UCLA for the Rico Hines Pro Run. Steph Curry nailed a couple three-pointers there. Looked looked really good, you know, staying in shape, drawing some good crowds around campus. Steph Curry, Pascal Siakam, Trey Young, MPJ, just some notables there in the Pro Run. Some They were just balling there and... Of course, like DeJounte Murray said, NBA players need to do this for free, get the fans entertained in the offseason for those who can't afford to attend an NBA game during the regular season. And I love that take for DeJounte Murray. At the same time, though, NBA players, don't take it too seriously. Don't try to do some crazy moves or get into it like it's an actual NBA game because we want you all healthy and ready for the regular season. God forbid we see a superstar go down during these pro-ams. And of course, we remember what happened a couple weeks ago with DeJounte Murray and Paolo Bancaro. Both Seattle people out of Washington going at it. Paolo grew up watching DeJounte and looked up to him. You saw the beef there. If you haven't, you can search it up on social media because that is still going on. Great to see Steph at the Pro-Am, though. And I remember back in the days at the Cow Palace, or was it at Kizar Stadium? I think it was at the Cow Palace is what I want to say. 2014, Steph Curry was at the Pro-Am there in San Francisco, just hooping and balling. And we those highlights are amazing if you haven't seen them. Look it up, SF Pro-Am, Steph Curry, I want to say 2013-2014 offseason. Of course, last season's playoff matchup between the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors. Warriors eventually make it out, defeating the Dallas Mavericks. Five-game gentlemen's sweep. Now, Mark Cuban had something to say about Andrew Wiggins and why he was what ultimately secured the victory for the Golden State Warriors. Let's get that audio up, and here's what Mark Cuban had to say on Andrew Wiggins. It was just guys who had, knew their roles, like an Andrew Wiggins, right? I think he was the one who beat us. And I told him that after the series, you know? It's like, you know, we knew what to expect from Clay and from Steph and from Draymond. You know, we didn't know what to expect or how um, Wiggs would step up, and he did. And, yeah. and that's what it comes down to in, in that type of series. The team understanding, everybody understanding their roles, being able to execute on what the coach puts out there for you and having guys you, you might call role players step up when the time is right. 
And of course, we know the factor that Andrew Wiggins played, especially when he got his rebounding up. We saw the two-way defense, of course, throughout the regular season, but really exemplified there in the playoffs, of course, with Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins in that Dallas matchup. They had to match up against Luka Doncic. We remember the scenario of how to scheme up against Luka. Are we going to double him? Are we going to force the ball out of his hands? And of course, during the Warriors playoff run, Andrew Wiggins, 16.5 points, 7.5 assists per game. Wiggins was terrific. And speaking of Andrew Wiggins, he took that personally, that People in the NBA did not recognize his two-way Wiggs role, right? We talk about him being a two-way player and how his defense has really improved since he got to the Golden State Warriors, even on day one, even in his first season there, that COVID season that was really weird when the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry or Draymond Green playing majority of the games due to injuries, so... This was with Roz Goldon Wude and Vince Carter. Andrew Wiggins talking about how he didn't get one all NBA defensive vote in the regular season and how that transpired to a dominant defensive performance in the playoffs. Really gonna strive for, you know, this upcoming season is being on the defensive team. Um, that's a, a big goal of mine and Hopefully, I open some eyes in the playoffs. Ho- so they, hopefully, you know, I can be on the radar. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, I, 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 I ain't getting, I ain't getting, I didn't get not one vote this year. So I was like, you know, I just, I took a personal in the playoffs. So I was like, this is my chance to really, like, you know, showcase what I can do, and you know, Yo, that's- put my name on the radar. So people can, you know, and that was just a whole narrative shift. We saw it in the playoffs. You know, in that Dallas series, and especially against the Boston Celtics, we remembered games where the Warriors were down and having Warriors down 2-1 and people saying that Andrew Wiggins could be the finals MVP over Steph Curry just by the amazing defense and play and his rebounding. And I still love that story of Draymond and Steph saying, you got all this athleticism, bro. Why aren't you using it? How can you only average whatever amount of rebounds that he was averaging and Wiggins said in the locker room, like, hey, like, I don't know either, but he's definitely not going to be rebounding at that margin. So expect those rebounding numbers to continue to creep up for Andrew Wiggins. And I'm glad that Andrew Wiggins has that fiery personality now with the Golden State Warriors. We remember the dunks that he threw down this season, and I love it when he stares down his defender. And that was just something we didn't see out of the old Andrew Wiggins in his early years with the Warriors, or at all with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I love the smile, the joy that he comes now to playing basketball. And we see a little bit of that personality coming out of two-way wigs. And it's great to see that he's really comfortable in his environment, not only on the court, but off the court with his teammates. And just in this interview, him smiling, him talking about that he felt disrespected. He's got that chip on his shoulders still. And I think it's going to be key for the guys that have been there and done that and going back to back and repeating to continue to instill that to these young guys, you know, to Andrew Wiggins, especially that, hey, we can't be satisfied with one championship. We got to secure it to get another. We got to secure our place in history by trying to get another championship and cementing that for back to back NBA championships once again. 
for the Canadian native in Andrew Wiggins. Love to see the success for two-way wigs. And especially for Mark Cuban, just to have the respect from the Dallas Mavericks owner and going after him after the game and just basically him admitting that, hey, we couldn't stop you. We weren't expecting you to do this. The entire league was not expecting Andrew Wiggins to do what he did in the regular season outside of the whole Golden State bubble. And even then, there were some doubters of Andrew Wiggins within the Golden State system, within the fans. And hopefully Andrew Wiggins can continue his stellar play. And we... It's going to force Golden State to, you know, are they going to pay him? It's an, He's going to get that extension potentially. And, you know, how are the Warriors going to spread that money out with him and Jordan Poole and in Draymond Green? It's It remains to be seen. And I think it just all depends on each player's play this season. And I think that creates a little bit of competition, as I've said in previous episodes, kind of like a quarterback competition. Who's going to get paid first? Who's going to perform in the contract year? Are they going to step it up to another level for Andrew Wiggins and for Jordan Poole? We've seen them grow throughout the Warriors and developing. And for Draymond Green, can he just get back to that prime Draymond Green track? And speaking of Jordan Poole, uh, ESPN and NBA they said that Jordan Poole would be the favorite to win sixth man of the year for this upcoming season. And if he really strives to those levels of winning sixth man of the year, you know he's going to command extra money and it might be difficult for the Warriors to re-sign him. And even if Jordan Poole is a restricted free agent, other teams could match that and potentially pull him away from the Golden State Warriors squad. Now, the talks were circling around and the, the NBA, and especially on Twitter, Jordan Poole was seen working out with Paolo Bancaro. And then eventually an article came out saying that Jordan Poole to the Orlando Magic potentially off this article on Heavy.com says that the Orlando Magic is a team to keep your eyes out on to match Golden State, even if he is a restricted free agent. So what's going to happen in the future? Are we going to see Jordan Poole, the pool party in Orlando? Are we going to see Draymond Green back in his home state of Michigan with the Detroit Pistons? Crazy rumors, crazy news. And I think also with that, it's it's exaggerated a little bit in the offseason, especially when there's not that much to talk about with this team. And in the offseason, coming off a championship season, I mean, half of this episode, we talked about the NBA schedule release, the Golden State Warriors schedule, because there's not that much news going on. But it's crazy to think that the Warriors and the NBA is back. You know, it's going to be October or September 30th. That's going to be their first preseason game in Japan, that back-to-back set with the Washington Wizards. So we're almost there. It is August 18th, just a little over two months now that the Warriors and the NBA are back in action. little short episode this week talking about the schedule, talking about Draymond Green's wedding, as well as Jordan Poole's um, potential departure for the Warriors, what teams are out there to go grab him, and... Of course, Andrew Wiggins and the chip on his shoulder, the comments from Mark Cuban and 
the improved play of Andrew Wiggins taking the NBA by storm last season and surprising Mark Cuban. We appreciate the support, as I always say, every single week, and we truly do. Thank you to all the new followers, subscribers. Make sure to hit follow on wherever you listen to your podcast to get the newest episode of Strength in Numbers. Hit follow on our Twitter page for this podcast. It is dubs underscore strength, where you can see how the Golden State Warriors release their schedule it was an amazing way if you haven't seen it yet it was a mock tnt set with charles barkley and a fake host of ernie johnson you can watch that um it's tweeted out by our podcast page again dubs underscore strength you can follow me personally on twitter at bcadizero b-c-a-d-i-z zero i talk golden state warriors but i'm also talking about the san francisco 49ers and i am pumped for the nfl season got to see trey lance at training camp myself and also in his first preseason game let me just tell you you got to pair up trey lance and brandon Ayuk for your fantasy teams and danny gray is also showing off that's all i have for that football talk because I do not want to talk about my San Francisco Giants and the MLB because they are horrendous and unwatchable right now. As I'm saying that, Gabe Kapler is coming out to the mound as the Giants are down 5 to nothing against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, that is enough of this episode of Strength and Numbers. Thanks for tuning in, and go Dubs until next week. This show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.